Yes, it's Friday the 13th, and uh, yeah, it is Friday the 13th. So you always, you know, you want to avoid breaking a mirror, walking under a ladder, crossing in front of, or having a, a black cat cross in front of you. I think that's the one. Where did it all start? When did the 13th become an, when, when did 13 become an unlucky number? What about the Fridays and together? How did all that happen? Well, I wanted to explore that this afternoon with Dr. Philip Stevens, Jr., who's a cultural anthropologist and expert on religion and superstition at the University of Buffalo College of Arts and Sciences. Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you. How many times have you heard uh, Superstitious by Stevie Wonder in your time? <laughs> I, I'm sorry I can't place that one. Oh, it's the one I just played. Uh, okay, that's all right. I didn't put a title to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so all right. Let's 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 go back in time and let's start with the number thirteen. How wide did the number thirteen become unlucky? That is one of the most widespread of all superstitions, uh, and uh, in your. Preliminary remarks. You said two things. One, you said, where, "When did it all start?" And the second is, "What about the number 13?" And mm. there are two different answers to those questions. Uh, the number 13 became taboo uh, in the uh, uh, years, or perhaps centuries, after the time of Jesus. Uh, it it developed um, in the late Middle Ages, as a matter of fact, in regard to um the the last supper which took place on a thursday uh evening the next day was friday there were 13 people at that table uh, the 12 disciples and uh, and uh, jesus um some people say no um judas was the 13th but in any case the next day he was uh, uh whipped and uh, and crucified and uh it was a terrible, terrible uh, uh, event. And over time, uh, there was a number of taboos of about 13. Uh, 13 at a table, it, it was perhaps universal. Even in areas uh, uh, that were not Christian, uh, this, this particular superstition spread, uh, had, a, had a life of its own. And just the number 13, um, uh, this one is, is weakening, though. Over my time, uh, the past 50 years of my professional life, I've seen it uh, decline. There used to be no 13th row on an airplane and no 13th floor on a building. and um, But now the number 13 is uh, coming more and more into, into favor and into choice. Hmm. But the, uh, the idea of superstition is pan-human. It's a fundamental human thing uh, and it, it's an example of, of magical thinking okay so yeah so let's talk about, about that I mean that magical thinking is it is it is it giving us a feeling of being in control or what is it that's exactly right oh. yes that's that's the common explanation by most social scientists uh, the, the principle of similarity lies at the foundation. Things that are similar to other things in any, in any way uh, have, are, have some kind of a connection. Now, if that thing is unfortunate, uh, uh, dangerous, or evil, uh, then you want to avoid establishing that kind of, of a connection, and you have uh, a taboo. 
And the principle of similarity is kind of fundamental to human thinking. It's found uh, among all peoples in all cultures at all times of, of recorded history. Doctor, I'd, I'd heard as, uh, you know, when you read accounts about uh, Friday the 13th, um, you know, we talked about uh, the Last Supper, but I'd also heard a story about the Knights Templar. Is there is there anything, you know, what's the connection there? I don't know. Okay. And there are many, there are many other interpretations of, of 13. There are some that go way back into Norse mythology, wow. but... In general, I think the story of the Last Supper is the okay. one that's most generally uh, accepted as the origin of, of it. Are there any superstitions that are based on fact? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, um, probably uh, many. A, a, a lot of uh, avoidances of, 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 of dead things and of... of potentially poisoned food and so forth, you know, uh, may work their way into uh, religious uh, uh, thinking. Uh, a lot of the, um, the negative commandments in the, in the book of Leviticus, for mm-hmm. example, probably came out of uh, uh, common sense um, methods of, of doing things uh, in, uh, in, uh, in early times. Um, you know, people, I was. I was can, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say when we talk about uh, one of the things that I don't like to do is, you know, I, I won't walk under a, a, a ladder, doctor. But I don't think I do it because it's superstitious. I, I think I do it because it might be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that's my thinking also. Uh, there are lots of interpretations of the ladder, and I'm not certain which is the most uh, valid. Earlier, you mentioned breaking a mirror, and mm-hmm. I think that is, is easy to to recognize. The mirror contains a, an image, and uh, images um, containing the the things that they reflect. Right, uh, you break the image, and and uh, you do damage to the thing reflected in in, mm-hmm. in the image. Um, but the latter, I'm not certain about. Uh, I think. The common sense explanation that you've given is probably the the best one. Dr. Philip Stevens Jr. joining me this afternoon. He is an associate professor of anthropology at the University of Buffalo College of Arts and Sciences. Why do some people then um, become superstitious or are superstitious and others aren't? Is it is it the way that we were? brought up um or does i guess it goes back in part to you know maybe controlling things but is there any insight into that i would disagree a little bit with your premise i would argue that everybody is okay. to, a certain, to a certain degree because that's the way our brains are constructed over over um a millennia of of, uh, of evolution and again, as I mentioned, the principle of, of similarity. But culture is a great modifier, and <laughs> yes, indeed, you can be you can be trained out of it, uh, or not ever trained into it. You know, the propensity for that kind of thinking is in all of us. Um, but our socialization, our training, um, can. Uh, avoid us falling into this as 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 a, a kind of a, a law of physics, you know. Doctor, before I let you go, do you have any superstitions? 
I I don't think I do now. When I was younger, I, I surely did, and I didn't recognize them as superstitions. I was an athlete in high school. I, I did well in my event. Uh, and on, during that day, in, in my classes, I was wearing a certain clothes, and on subsequent days, I was going to compete. I wore the same clothes that I had worn on that day. I did well. I was a swimmer. The clothes I wore to class had nothing to do with what I was doing in the swimming pool, right? But it was all part of the total construction of, of that day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked back on it and realized that that's, what, that's a classic example. Uh, lots of athletes do this, do this same kind of thing. Yeah, we sure um, see it a lot in sports. I used to carry a, a, a lucky coin and that, that kind of thing. Yeah, like lucky um, coins and rabbit's feet and stuff like that. Like, where'd, where'd that come from? Okay, that's another. The rabbit is a prolific animal, uh, producing little rabbits at an amazing rate. And fertility uh, is a mark of incredible success in the traditional world. A part of the rabbit contains that kind of power. And people believe that the power for one kind of thing can be transferred uh, into another. Um, that's why we have amulets. Uh, we, yeah. we carry things, uh, the sign of the cross or the, or, um, or the uh, Star of David or, or something uh, as a protective uh, uh, element or as a good luck charm. Uh, so something that is powerful in one context can be used uh, in another. And the rabbit in traditional cultures is an incredibly powerful little animal, not because it's fast, not because it's agile, but because it produces little rabbits <laughs> at an incredible rate. Oh, Dr. Stevens, uh, I'm out of time. Boy, oh boy, I wish that we were at a dinner table at an event someplace and we could sit and chat all night. I'd pick your brain all evening. Absolutely fascinating. Can we maybe have a, a conversation down the line again sometime? Actually, I am writing a book right now, and it's going to be published later this year, 2023. Um, and it has—it's about on the anthropology of of magic and witchcraft. So the answer is yes. Okay, I can't wait because I'll tell you about the voodoo doll I have in my house from New Orleans. <laughs> okay, that's a good example. That's a good example of the principle of similarity that I was talking about. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll save it for later this year. I look forward to the conversation. All the best. Have a great weekend. Thanks for having me. Yeah.